0: By eating artificial foods and by eating processed foods your connection with with nature is kind of restricted. Most people don't follow their passion because of fear of failure, True. but failure is also going to be your, large, your biggest teacher in life. You know there is no point in being so stressed and things and follow your passion because then you can, you don't have to force yourself to give you 100%, it will naturally come to you. The, the western culture, the influence, which is not bad I think, but in moderation, but we are still losing. It is eroding our amazing culture that we have.
1: So, Sean. Tell me about you know your journey so far, right? Firstly, I would like to tell you that I am a very big fan of Binmia. I love the space. In fact, one of the first places that I had like in a bucket list of like visiting in Goa was Binmia for a lot of reasons which we will discuss now. But please tell me how you started.
0: So Binmia started off as a passion project. So I uh, so my mainstream. I was a photographer actually. I studied huh? photography. And I was into travel photography. I started with fashion photography, I did travel, I just dipped in and out of fashion photography. Then I was doing a lot of travel photography and I was uh, based out of the US. But my lifestyle was not something that I wanted it to be like. It was a very bad, like, it was a very, you know, it was not a lifestyle that I envisioned my life being. Because my schedule was like all over the place and I was always on the move. So, you know, and that was starting to take a toll on my health yes. and uh, I, and that's to keep coming back to India so I should come back to India and I did a lot of meditation and other started to you know when you're away from your roots then you appreciate it more, more. I think yes. so that is um, one of the prime examples of that that happened to me and when that happened I thought that I should really consider my lifestyle and uh, and when I came back I, I I I I embraced the plant-based life and when I did that and I just really soaked myself into it so much that I said like I want to come back and give more to it. So and uh, plant-based uh, lifestyle was still in its infancy in uh, in India at that time. So in what 2009, this? this is 2008, 9-ish. Okay. So 2000 and I was about 29 that time. So either I was like either I wanted to, either if I was 30 I wanted to do my whole shebang live there or come back to India, and I I chose to swallow the heart pill and come back to India, and uh, yeah, and I wanted to do, like go for it, do a plant-based, uh, have people experience what plant-based is like, because of course, India, everybody knows predominantly, vegetarianism is a very big mainstream thing in India. Yes. But plant-based was still not that... It yeah, right? yeah. It was still very much in its infancy. So we kind of, uh, I started off, I, I was looking for a place and Binmiya was uh, was the perfect starting point for me. So I acquired this business in 2009 and we went full-fledged plant-based in 2010. Wow. So. So we started to do all our plant-based milks because there was no your oat milks yes. or your... It probably there. soy milk was just there, yeah. but, but not so any, much. your almond milk and your uh, oat milks and what have you was not there. Your nutritional yeast or whatever you can just buy off urban platter or whatever you can, like yeah. was not there <laughs> back in the day. So it was a bit of a struggle, but it was nice. We actually felt like we are, you know, we had to do everything from scratch, yeah. which was nice. So we started to do our own tofu. Uh, and after that we i went to indonesia and i learned how to make tempeh and then i came back and i learned the how to do tempeh and i uh, uh, and we started to make tempeh as well so we still do amazing tempeh
1: so you make your own nut milks?
0: we make our you make nut make milks. Your own tofu? yeah
1: and you make your own tempeh
0: yeah. Fantastic. yeah and amongst a lot of other things we of course we have rest. so we we bake all our all our stuff ourselves and we are doing all kinds of gluten free foods and and something that is your nurturing menu, your
1: menu is really nice like Thanks. one of the restaurants which is plant based and has such an extensive menu yeah not like three four things but lots like yeah. so much to offer i think it's fantastic
0: yeah and thank you and <laughs> and yeah and, and also we could very taken the easy route down and you know now we have the packaged plant-based food, the kebabs and the meats and all that, which is very easy. You just put that in your uh, curries and you, but for us, we still stick to traditional ways of doing it, where we do everything from scratch. So that is what we aspire to do back then and we still stick to our uh, our formula and it works well because people appreciate, uh, I would, uh, yeah, people, at some point, you know, anybody who is into health food or into alternative lifestyle. At some point when they are in Goa, no matter where in Goa, they end up at Bean Me up. Yeah. So we have from your activists to celebrities, they have all at some point been to Bean Me up. So, Bean Me up is like the Mecca of sorts for people who are vegan because they get overjoyed when they come and they can order anything yeah. off the menu without without asking questions or without explaining that, oh, please don't add this and please tell the chef not to do that. Over here, they can just chill and order anything off the menu, and know that you know they can they know that they are getting the right food.
1: Fantastic! I think I think that was one of the first things that I also noticed when I came. It is that ease that you don't have to kind of like you know worry so much, and you know the right thing is just going to come on the plate.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You
1: started. at a, you, um, you know you were just mentioning right now. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten was a space where. Plan based wasn't being discussed so much. A lot of people were not really aware about the transition of this lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um, very new for a lot of people in India, of course. What were some of the challenges that you faced when you started this whole thing for yourself first, and then also kind of transcending it into, you know, your workspace, like which has beat me up. So what was those? What was one of those things where you were like, it'll take some time. People are yeah. giving me this reaction.
0: The first obstacle was family and friends because they were like, Arrey, uh, what are you going to do? Like, how can you start a plant-based restaurant in Goa where people come to party, have fun. They want to have their, what Goa is famous for. They want to experiment with like the Goan foods, yes. seafoods, and you know, party and drink. And have, So how would you going to have that kind of people who will embrace plant-based food. So that was the first obstacle that people were kind of planted in my seed before, when I was discussing, you know, before you start some project, you want to discuss it with your family and friends. Not everybody was very forthcoming with telling me, like, wow, let's do it. But everybody was like, are you sure you kind of want to do it? But I was very adamant. I I was like, we will make it work, kind of thing. So, and I had my USPs that was like tofu and tempeh, and people are not sure about that at that time also but during that time the about about I would say 90% plus of our guests who were coming and appreciating what we were doing were Westerners because Goa is known to have a very diverse audience very worldwide very so we had a lot of Europeans a lot of North Americans that kind of people who were very familiar with the kind of food that we were serving so little over five to seven percent of the people coming during that time was like were Indians who were into the health food or wanted to experiment a little bit with with their food. Because Indians are very particular about their kind of food. So for so for us it was very difficult to you know, get into that segment of people. Get that yeah, get the Indian palate. So that was the first obstacle I think. Which we overcame, which I was it's all about confidence also. I was very confident that we will. The second obstacle I think was the staff. Because the staff had to unlearn. So when I tried to hire staff, they were like, bina ka or bina ande ka, like without that, it is not possible without eggs and without dairy, it is not possible to make a cake. Yeah. So they had to unlearn. So I had to get staff who were very open-minded and who were willing to understand, be part of this thing because they, wouldn't under- they were not thought that. The principle of... Baking and the principle of working in the kitchen was like you crack an egg you put it in the dough and that's how you get it That is the binder kind of thing or you put wheat. so the gluten-free was not a very big thing unless somebody had celiac or something Even that was like so so unlearning was another obstacle where to actually explain to staff that There's a something called unlearning where you have to forget what you have actually learned and and, and and yeah and Start off from scratch again and learn so are you willing to do that? Because a lot of people are not willing to do that because they are so confident, because they take pride in like, I am the chef yeah. or I am the sous chef. And you know, this is how we have learned. This is how the processes are. This is what I learned in hotel management. You know, this is how things are done. But we had to we had to have people who can unlearn, who are like, there are no boundaries. Yeah. So people who can understand that concept. Yeah. So that was the other thing. And then when the guests came in, yeah. we <laughs> had to be like, yeah. Arre, tofu, what is tofu? So we had to explain to them, we uh, had to have some common ground with them So you're like, are you looking for protein in your food? And they would be like, yeah, then we like, yeah So tofu is very rich in protein yeah. And things like that And that's how you would kind of get them yeah. to To appre- to kind of taste your food yeah. or to appreciate what they are doing Because they would be very sceptical about how tofu kiai hoga Like, you know, because we are used to paneer And they would compare tofu with paneer And that kind of things And now 10 years down the line, we have people who are like, you know, who are like calling us, we like, we only are looking for a vegan restaurant. Are you a complete vegan restaurant? We have to assure them like, dude, we are like a complete vegan restaurant. We have been vegan since 2009 kind of thing. So, so that is a big transition. And now we have about 90% of our guests coming in today are Indians, yeah. mostly urban Indians. Yeah. And about during the season, we have about, you know, the rest who are westerners who come in and you know uh, who are there anyway who appreciate what we do and regulars and things like that so So like
1: you said that you were the first one like I was talking to you about this before also and I do know that you were one of the first people in Goa to start a complete plant based movement to your restaurant right like the way that you said right um one of the things that I know is that when you yourself adapt a lifestyle like this it makes a lot of change in your own health, right? Absolutely. You said you started doing this first and then it kind of like, you know, leaked into your work. So can you tell me some of the health benefits that you faced by, you know, changing first your lifestyle and then actually educating your guests also who are coming over to the restaurant?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so earlier, um, I I would, so I I was big into cycling, swimming, all these kind of activities. So my stamina increased. I realized that where I could ride for like 20 kilometers, I could double it. I could ride 40 kilometers on on a bicycle, kind of thing. Where I could swim five laps, I could do like eight or ten laps. So you could immediately see that your burst of energy right into you, you know, into you. And and once I get to got to understand how it works, like the you, because protein is again a big thing. Yeah. Uh, everybody is, everybody who's anybody today is discussing about protein. So, yeah. I think it's a protein myth. But anyway, with so it, no, what do you take on protein?
1: Also, <laughs> I would like to.
0: Know <laughs> I am not qualified to discuss on protein. <laughs> Probably Just you I are know. the best person do, to talk do, on, do, on that. But idea. I think yeah, protein is an essential building block to your uh, uh, building energy when you are uh, you know when it's a very important factor but I think there's a protein myth in the sense like a lot of things are related to protein and there's clean protein I think and there's other kinds of protein which are not as clean as plant-based protein so I think plant-based protein is the cleanest form of protein that you can get because even if you look at the food pyramid so if you're I think humans are it depends on what uh, where you see yourself and what kind of the food that you are consuming so if you're eating I think down the pyramid chain I think that is the cleanest form of foods today because as you're eating more on top of the food pyramid the food is more contaminated today because yeah what do you know what the animals are not you can see that literally in India you can see the cows and animals eating plastic and the fish is the seafood is contaminated with contaminated. with uh, mercury and lead and all these other things so if you're eating that as a form of protein you're not really eating the cleanest form of protein i think for me personally for my experience is sprouts and are the cleanest form organic sprouts is what i do and that is the cleanest form of protein i think raw foods uh,
1: actually i don't know you know you can you can kind of like you know reassure me on this factor but fruits vegetables Sprouts, pulses, grains, all of them have protein, so a lot of people think that we need to bifurcate and eat only certain foods to get protein, but actually the truth is that you know you can kind of like get it from all your sources and that's what is easy for the body to assimilate.
0: Absolutely. You know? Unless Absolutely. you're somebody who is
1: like a body or an athlete, your requirements will be different. But if you're living day-to-day easy lives, it's just very nice for our body to feel lighter and for us to assimilate protein in every meal rather than bombarding it with just
0: one item the entire day. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And also eating seasonal I think is a very big factor. Which people. Which Because in the west that was the other thing where you would walk into a mega fruit store and you're getting your mangoes and all these things throughout the year. So I was like oh wow is it mango season? Yeah. And they were like what is mango season? We can get mangoes every because we fly in mangoes from Thailand yeah. and when it is not seasoned in Thailand we fly it from Costa Rica or Ecuador. So your body is very is not uh, confused because you are not eating seasonal. Yes. But living in a place like Goa, I think, where you know you, you are more grounded, you really understand what is growing, you can see things growing around you. And that is what you should be eating as well. Seasonal. Yes. And that and and nature is so wise, it just grows what you need in that season. True. So so, you know, we should, I think that's another thing that we should kind of understand. Yes. And, yeah.
1: you, you said that um, when you started out, you were really confident. There was like, you know, people were asking questions of course. With so all the things in life, people will always ask you questions when you're trying to do something different. So it happened with you. Um, what was one of the things that was really you know when it started happening it was like your, you know magic moment and you're like this is why I was waiting for this to happen did you have those kind of moments when you started the whole work?
0: Absolutely when people kind of come up to me and we won our first award that was uh, uh, the Times Food Award yes. and then everything just switched around and people who were the naysayers or people who disagreed with what they were suddenly they were like appreciating even though yeah, so suddenly you had like people who were skeptical about what you were doing suddenly started to appreciate what you were doing and you were like Alright, wow my friend look or my son, or my you know, or my cousin, he has got an amazing vegan restaurant in uh, Goa. If you're going, you should definitely go there. Yeah. Earlier they were like, oh, this guy is like, yeah, I have a cousin who's like a bit uh, crazy, yeah. and uh, he's got this vegan restaurant in Goa, kind of thing. And suddenly that all changed when it got popular, and people are like, wow, I have a friend, a cousin, and you know, or a friend, and they are like, it's an amazing award-winning restaurant. You should go there if you're in Goa. So so you know people uh, change uh, if you are doing well or when you are successful but that is how society works for me that never really mattered to me whether what people said or what people do i was very adamant on what i have to do this is my journey and i was very sure because it, for me it just it kind of made sense it was like you know nature you just have to sit and see what na- observe nature and everything all your questions will be answered i think uh, and that is, and the, there's scriptures, and there's everything that explains. Uh, all the information is there. We have to. This is how much of information do you want to understand? And uh, you know, is up to you. It's and a I rabbit hole. How is. deep do you want to go? It is deep. <laughs> I
1: also want to add that you know, I think some people are, especially when you're more connected to nature, just have an inner intuition. You know, wherein you can see a few years ahead. So I think you're one of those kind of people, you know, just by talking to you, I can just feel it, that if you're that intuitive to understand that there is something that's going to work work really well or something that's going to benefit not just you but a lot of people, after a few years, I'm going to be the first person to be able to sprout that seed over there, that tree will grow and then eventually Absolutely. the fruit will be eaten by everybody Absolutely. and by you, of course. But I feel like that's, that, that, that inner intuition only comes when you're really connected and you're, you're also a nature person. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just the
0: way that you know our own inner psyche also works, you know? Yeah, and I, yes, and there's a lot of foods that will, cre- that will, by eating artificial foods and by eating processed foods, yeah. your connection with, with nature is kind of restricted. Exactly. It is, it will just create this blur and you are into this cycle of just working and you know, uh, getting off on your week- weekends yeah. and just Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, all of this. I think all of this, which is which is not necessarily bad or evil, but it just gets us into this cycle of Disconnecting from nature and then once in probably a few months you get a few we, a long weekend and then you go to nature and, and I because I see that in Goa happening all the time because we get all the urban Indians here and they come they're like wow What a paradise and three days later. They are like oh the clock is ticking We need to go back to work and do one 9 to 5 and some of them are like, oh, we really are happy I wish we could do something like this Everybody wishes to do this nobody will say but very few I have some people who say no also They are happy with what they are doing or they're happy to live into that Cycle of nine to five, but a major majority of people they want to be more grounded. But they want to be more associated with nature, understanding nature, understanding how.
1: You live that life, right? You just mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you live the you live the hustle.
0: I've lived a corporate-ish life, but not completely corporate. But I shifted, yeah, and I shifted, but I had, so it was a big jump, it was a big jump and it was uh, something that would work or not work, so there is, yeah, so there is no, very, a lot of uncertainty is there, but you have to have, when you're doing the shift, you have to be that, you have to have that confidence and you have to do wholeheartedly and passionately. And I did it and I was like in the initial stages when I did it I was like the worst case what is going to happen is I will fail But failure should not stop me from doing that from doing anything for that matter because most people Most people don't follow their passion because of fear of failure True. But failure is also going to be your large, your biggest teacher in life it is. It is. And that is once you understand those concepts then you will be like it's only failure But I've got the rest of my life no it is not your life is still there yeah. And failure is only a part of it. Failure is your life lessons. Yes.
1: You also come back stronger.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You
1: just fall once or yeah. twice or thrice and then the and, impact...
0: And most examples that you see in successful people are, have failed. Yeah. Nobody, if somebody is successful, repeat, yeah. If somebody has been successful in the first go, it is not really, you won't enjoy the fruits of that yes. f- uh, success because you'll be like, it's easy. Yes. Uh, success is easy, they feel, but success is not really easy. You have to work hard for success. Of thing. So, yeah.
1: What's one of the things that you do, do like unwind now, like what's your go-to relaxation activity that you do apart from the healthy food that you eat?
0: I think vipassana has changed my life a lot. I'm a very staunch uh, uh, act, uh, 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 person who believes in meditation and vipassana is a very ama- amazing tool. I think it's underutilized especially in India yeah. because it is right at our doorstep. And you know there, all these there's amazing tools out there and but we again we are in the cycle of doing certain things where we don't underutilize the things that I and mean, we don't more appreciate about your experience with it. so I, I used to do Vipassana because I used to again um, uh, I used to have a very busy lifestyle when I was in the US and in my early 20s and I used to, I used to come back so uh, I, uh, mentally I was very agitated and I read about it about Vipassana and Vipassana is something that you can sign up and do without any fees or anything it's a very uh, it's a program where somebody donates for you so somebody has donated this course for you and you have to do this 10 day course and there are certain restrictions that you have to follow for this 10 days but you have to give your whole self yeah. which I love that you have to just you know you have to give your whole self to it and when you, when I came out out of that it was very my I was very refreshed and that opened a lot of avenues mentally for me. Okay. We're saying that, you know, the surrender is what you have to do. Yeah. You what just are surrender. The,
1: what were some of the activities that you did when you were following the vipassana mode of you know doing things? What were so, some of the things that you had to like kind of you know, just go with the flow with?
0: go with the flow with so uh, with work for example you know with hectic work and tight schedules and we and um, deadlines and stuff like that yeah. so you could just uh, you, instead of stressing yeah. and we could I could just work with put all my energy into the work instead of stressing about the deadline that I have to finish and whether the whether whoever i uh, the client or the boss or whoever is supervising yeah. my work whether they will be happy with my work or I would not, I would. that would not bother me that much because I would be, I would enjoy what I'm doing at that very moment, you know. At that moment I'm giving my 100%. It doesn't matter what the result is, if, again it is, you, you know, success you have, or failure is a byproduct of what you are doing at that moment. True,
1: true. So it helps you kind of be more present and also exactly. of like Yes. of your own yes. You know, yeah. within right yeah uh,
0: absolutely and that made me realize that you know there's no point in being so stressed and things and follow your passion because then you can you don't have to force yourself to give you a hundred percent it will naturally come to you that hundred that because it is something that i'm passionate about so so and food was something that i was very passionate about yeah. and then i thought like why don't we do clean food and you know and uh, yeah that is uh, something that food is something that we do what's three times a day your, at least two or three what's times your a day
1: favorite things on the menu that you
0: oh wow with.
1: it could be it keeps too. changing i know i know
0: <laughs> because but, i keep reinventing the menu but um, this time of the year it is not on the menu but this time of the year is where a lot of turmeric grows so i'm growing turmeric in my garden now Fantastic. and during uh, there's nak coming soon so yes. doing so in goa they make something called patole okay. which is a nice rice pudding which is stuffed with coconuts and jaggery wow. and it is and it is kind of uh, put no in the turmeric leaf oh, in the turmeric so leaf. it is put in the turmeric leaf and it is steamed wow. and the flavors from the turmeric leaf go into that and and you can—it yeah. is an amazing thing. It is called patole in uh, in Goa, and it is made uh, during Nagpanchumi. It is it. something and it, uh, seasonal. and It is nice, and um, yeah, so wow. stuff like that—you know, local flavors yeah. and what and and what people celebrate and 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 do the food they cook for local festivals or seasonal festivals—is yes. something that is that we should embrace and we should keep that thing going because a lot of people we tradition. are losing a culture and tradition oh. a lot by westernization of food yes.
1: also i think we connect we connect culture, tradition to food so much because whenever we have like a special occasion, you know, there's always something special to eat, right? Absolutely. It could be Diwali, it could be like, you know, you said Nag it could be, you know, small things like, um, you know, Gudi Padwa also, right? Absolutely. Trans, like, all these things, we have such nice associations of food because again, it's connected to science. Yeah. There's, there's the need to eat that particular food to be able to be ready for that season now.
0: Absolutely. You know, physically, yeah.
1: mentally also, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And our ancestors knew it and they used to follow it, not exactly. Uh, scientifically, yeah. but they, by folklore or by you know creating less festivals and creating certain foods for the festivals, I think everything had a meaning yeah. that is being kind of lost or eroded, yes. unfortunately. Yeah. But I think we should try and kind of maintain it as much as we can. But living in urban spaces again, you can't grow your own turmeric or turmeric leaves or something. But uh, but it, but it is good to know that such things happen and such things exist. Yes.
1: How how difficult is it to plan your menu because you just mentioned that you um, you change it all the time as to you know what's available, yeah. seasonal, and also you put in a lot of effort. I, because I've seen the menu myself and I've eaten it also myself, so I know that you put in a lot of effort to kind of like you know make sure that the taste palette is really nice along with it being healthy, right? Yes. So tell me what kind of like data work goes into creating our <laughs> extensive
0: menu that's so nice it go we do a lot of taste tests so we call our regulars and what the regulars are used to then we find that out and different segments of people north indian south indian yeah. urban indians non urban indians so we do a lot of taste tests and see how it works we we take a lot of reviews from people and even we get a big chunk of westerners during the winter months yeah. from october March and their palate is different, and the Indian palate likes a more spicy uh, yes. food, yes. savoury. Yes. The Western palate is different, so we had to balance our menu. So there's a lot of work going behind the scenes. With uh, so we're constantly evolving, and we're constantly working on our menus and changing, and and see what is working. We put new things on the menu take things out and yeah so it is and that is because it's a love of food only because there's love of food can somebody do it otherwise i could be a very typical urpi restaurant you know doing idli sambar and what sambar for the last 50 years they're doing the same thing or okay. that and oh yeah so Yes. Which is not bad, I mean what works is good but it is, for me it is understanding different flavours and concepts and you know So all that is just, just something that keeps me busy as well yeah. and very intriguing to understand the mixture of, of things
1: You were telling me about some really interesting um, plans that you have in the moment about extending things and doing something fun so can you please tell us about
0: those plans yeah so we get a lot of people urban indians today who are mm, who are who really want to have a slow pace in life or want to heal themselves because they're going through a lot of stress in their lives and that affects their health so we've got a lot of ibs a lot of people having autoimmune diseases people in their early 20s and 30s having type 2 diabetes or hypertension and all these lifestyle diseases and and they come here and they are, you know, just being in a healthy space they feel rejuvenated anyway but then they, there's only a small portion of time they want to come up with and a lot of them came up to me and told me why don't you why don't you do we want like a healing space so uh, my wife is a yoga teacher and she does a lot of wellness um, Uh, So together we thought of starting a wellness space in Goa and uh, we have identified a beautiful space in an island called Sharao and we plan to do a wellness space there where people can come and immerse themselves into different therapies, eat like again seasonal and amazing food. Yeah, nicely, you know, crafted food that is grown there, organic and and using less oil or no oil, but food that they are bo- that will nourish nourish their not only their body but their soul.
1: We're we're going backwards now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is an influence also, you know, it is the culture, the the Western culture the influence, which is not bad, I think, but in moderation. But we are still losing. It is eroding our amazing culture that we have. Yes, yeah,
1: very true. Sean, you know. I've gotten so much already. I already love the new plan that you have. I'm, I'm hoping, and you know, I'm like manifesting to be a part of it. But um, absolutely,
0: we'll definitely invite you. Of course, you have to be there once we, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, like um, on a parting note, what is that one thing that you know, um, apart from nature, apart from food, right? Like, even as a personal message. So you've gone through this whole evolution of like a transformation yourself, along with then you know, starting Lean Me Up. You were living the um, the hustle life and then you came and you are now in a state of flow, right? As much yeah. as we can be and also kind of doing this for other people now. It's a service that you're doing for other people now along with yourself and that's big work. I know you're sounding all nice and <laughs> but I know it's big work. It's really difficult to be able to, you know, um, envision things and then do them. So what is that one um, message or one... Um, shift that you know kind of like you would like to share with others that if you are in the same space or if you're in a place where you know you're feeling a little stuck right now you want to shift but it's not happening for you what is it that really worked for you and what could help people
0: Uh, I think it is again it is trying to understand what you actually it is like even growing a plant and you know getting connected with that plant talking to it you know or if you're in a balcony if you have a house with just a balcony just doing that one step or just walk doing the walk in the park just start with like one or two things that you feel happy doing go on a take your bicycle and go on a bike ride right. yes. kind of thing instead of driving to the driving to get your groceries yes. do it on a bicycle kind of thing you know you feel better about it yes. something that will make you feel better about yourself yes. kind of thing you know start small don't just don't quit your job and just do something like radical right away yes. but start small and uh, and and that will be the and then meditate a little bit i think meditation helps open the windows it does and which in turn will start opening the doors slowly you know so start small i would say but do certain things that make you happy do
1: you think do you think when you embraced um when you embraced the spiritual lifestyle you know like a like a semi-spiritual lifestyle right yeah when you embraced it do you feel like it really did shift a lot of things inside you
0: absolutely without a doubt yeah 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 and it it, will Plant seeds into doing other things also, so it is like a forest that grows from one tree into that. a forest. I love that. So it is—you so start small and you start slowly, and then it will only grow. You will only grow. Yeah.
1: I, love, <laughs> I, I love. I just love the whole you know metaphor that you gave with the forest because I think you believe in it. You know, the more we, you know how we are in this whole evolution, plant more plant more trees.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a
1: physical act of doing that, but then it's also like a, you
0: know. If you do it inside you also, not around you. Around you also, but inside you also. Yes, and that's one of
1: <laughs> the first things that people need to understand. That was amazing.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. Me. Yes, it was, it was a beautiful pleasure. Message,
1: beautiful conversation.
0: Thank you very much.
1: I, I got
0: to learn a lot of things about Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> about me up also. Thank
1: you
0: so Thank much. Thank you, this. and I look forward to seeing you more often. Yeah, and your guests as well. Yeah. Your yes, friends. Mean, your subscribers. I, I'm
1: coming for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I drag my husband. I drag my brother. I drag everybody here. And I yeah, can come and if here.
0: you're ever in Goa, and if your uh, subscribers are here, then they can always stop by and say hi. I would love by. to yes. have a little chat with everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice. nice. <laughs>